Welcome everyone to We Nation Podcast. I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and thank you for joining us again for another wonderful episode as we talk about everything centering around children, music, and abroad. And in fact, don't forget that you can always reach us at WeNationRadio.com or our podcast actually is on Roku, TV, Amazon, Fire, Hey Google, and Amazon Alexa, or anywhere that you uh, have your uh, or receive your podcast, you can get information uh, about us there. And then also, uh, as I mentioned, uh, We Nation Podcast is part of We Nation Radio, a 24-7 online children's music radio platform uh, that caters to black children and, 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 and other marginalized children. So we play R&B, hip hop, funk, jazz, reggae, and more. And we uh, are family friendly, global beats for little feet. So make sure you check us out at wenationradio.com. But listen, I am so excited about our guest that we have today. Many of you who have been following us uh, know that we have a segment called We Nation Storytime. And we've brought to you before and we share with you the works of our guest today, uh, she goes by the name of Donna Washington or DLW Storyteller. And she has even more new uh, a book and just so much. I mean, there's so much in her library of, of work that she's done. It's just incredible. And so I am just so honored and happy to have the one and only Donna Washington here on We Nation Podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Uncle Devin. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is great. I'm so glad that you're here. Now, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Who is Donna Washington? Well, um, I, uh, I'm an army brat. I grew up in a family with seven kids. Three of my siblings were adopted when we were overseas. So they're half black, half South Korean. Mm -hmm. And um, we are just a big, loud carnival type family. <laughs> um, and uh, I went to Northwestern University to study theater. Actually, I went first for pre-law. And I was there for a, I don't know, a couple of weeks and was like, I want to do theater. So I changed my major. I didn't tell my parents. Uh, but they were okay. When I went home for Christmas, I was like, I'm going to do theater. They said, okay, we make you happy. Um, and then while I was studying theater, I found storytelling. And decided this is really what I want to do. Now, so, and, I, and I remember reading some about how you traveled around the world and how that helped to shape your storytelling. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Well, as an army brat, um, I lived in America until I was like seven, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then I left the country <laughs> and I spent most of my formative years in Asia, in South Korea and Japan and China and traveling around in that part of the world. And it is interesting to live in a, in a country where English is not the first language and that you're forever encountering different cultures and different beliefs. And, and it really does shape the way you think about the world. Um, it makes the world really big. And I think it gives you a lot of empathy and understanding that people are just people. You know, we have this idea if they live somewhere else or they look differently, that they're different. But people are just people. And we all kind of want the same things, right? We want to be safe. We want our families to be safe. We want to have enough to eat. We want to have some place to sleep. Um, we want to have things to do. And no matter where you come from, that's what you want. So being in different places just lets you see people up close. And what they eat might be different, but they still need to eat. 
Right. <laughs> right. Their houses might be different, but they still need some place to live. Right. So, yeah. Well, now you have um, a number of different projects, and I want to talk a little bit about your latest book called Boo Stew. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I have two children. They're now mm -hmm. 22 and 25, but mm -hmm. back in the, oh, 21 and 25, back in the day, they were little. <laughs> and <laughs> we would sit at the, the, the breakfast table or the dinner table, dinner table. We made up stories together. And Boo Stew got its first sort of shaping when we were when they were very little and um then i started telling it as a told story and the audiences i told it to shaped it then someone said that should be a book and i was like okay uh, and peachtree publishing picked it up and it came out earlier this year and it is about a young black girl who loves to do a thing she loves to cook and nobody will eat what she cooks. I mean, it's terrifying. <laughs> you know, so she likes cat hair cupcakes and toad eye toffee. And it's very discouraging because if you love to cook, the worst thing is if nobody will eat your food. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that the thing that she loves to do ends up saving everybody, but oh. in a way that is no, no one thought of. Right. Not for her, everyone would have been in some serious trouble. So it's about following your heart and not letting other people squash your dreams, even if they seem a little out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know that. Uh, and when did you release that book? Uh, well, it, was, it was released in September of this year. Yes. OK. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do is I, I was posting up one picture. I'm going to see if I can um, get another picture up uh, that will be able to share everything. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. <laughs> it's a little a little better here okay. all right all right let's see what we got ah there it is blue stew okay. yeah. all right and um yeah so blue stew and your illustrator is that jeffrey ebler mm -hmm. okay Ebler. wonderful and so uh if people want to get this book uh what's uh i believe it's available on amazon anywhere uh, okay. I always re recommend people go into their local independent bookstores and order copies yes. there if they don't have it. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, it's a great stocking stuffer. Yes. <laughs> now, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun book. So, okay. um, and I believe in writing interactive picture books. So whenever I write a storybook, the idea is that the listener and the reader cooperate together to tell the story. So it has a, a fun, it has several really fun refrains in there. Like yes. the scares say, "Gitchy boo, gitchy bond, gitchy goo, gitchy gun." <laughs> um, and so, if you're reading it, the, the like sort of signpost cues, language cues, something is coming up that's interactive, um, and it's a way for for a, adults or older children and younger children to share a story together. And just what you just did there, you bring stories to life. You're not just telling a story; you become the story. Um, did you learn that or was it something that you always had as a gift? And I believe your father may have played a, a role in that. Well, my father was uh, is an historian. That's mm -hmm. like what his his primary desires are in terms of what he studies. So primarily he's a historian. So when we were little, he would sit at the head of the table, all seven of his kids looking up at him. And he would tell us uh, folklore and authorian mm. legend and greek mythology in the first person wow we thought he was thousands and thousands <laughs> of years old <laughs> and, um you know, he was also a sleight of hand magician he would make things disappear and he told us that merlin the magician taught him how to do that 
So, yeah, so I grew up immersed in story. And I, you know, I, I three when I was growing up, there were three jobs that I really thought I wanted, either to be a therapist, to be a lawyer, or to be a performer. And the performer seemed the most unreasonable thing, right? Because how can you make a living as a performer? But we were, we were, like I said, we were like a traveling carnival. We used to put on plays for my parents, the seven of us. We would come up with little skits and we would present things. So it's not strange that I became a storyteller. Okay. Well, I know you have to be great because we both have the same initials, DL, DLW. I keep saying DL Walker because that's another thing. I'm so used to I've been saying that for years. But DL, uh, people can follow, follow you on social media and mm -hmm. at, on your website at DLWStoryteller.com. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, um, and another um, one of your projects that I know that is a fan favorite here at We Nation Radio is the one that's called A Terrine of Tales cooked up by Donna Washington. It is incredible. I love many of those stories. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I have been putting out CDs for 24 years or something like that. Some really <laughs> ridiculous number of years. And my, you know, my, my kids, like my daughter designed the CD cover for that. Mm. And uh, I got to a point where I had a whole lot of stories that didn't fit with anything else. I like to do thematic CDs. And I had a whole lot of great stories that kids really love and adults really love, but they didn't belong anywhere. So we decided we would make a stew, sort of, you know. So the tureen, of course, is like a big pot. And we just threw all the stories that didn't go anywhere else in there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was, I mean, and it's great. And thank you for sharing that your daughter did the uh, cover art for it as well. Mm -hmm. um, now, talk about the importance of storytelling. Why is that important? Oh, gosh, there's so many reasons. Mm -hmm. um, stories themselves, they give us a place in time. They tell us who we are. Our, our family stories tell us who we are. If you go to a family reunion and there's a dude there telling the story about that sled your uncle had for like the 50th time, you're in the right place. Um, a child, if you, if you know about reading stories to children at night, they'll go through periods where they want to hear the same story every single night. Mm -hmm. Stories offer security. Like they make our brain feel okay. Wow. They, they relax us and they create community. This is the community in which I, I'm, I belong. These are the stories. They also help you learn how to write. Mm -hmm. If you tell stories to a, a little person, a young person who's preliterate, what it does is it teaches the brain how literate, literacy is put together, how stories are put together. The mm. thing that kids have a hard time with if they don't hear stories is that the writing process, the process of getting language across requires you to do a whole lot of stuff. You have to visualize language. You have to be able to turn words into images. You need to be able to do predictive behavior. There's so many things that go into reading. What storytelling does is it teaches your brain how to do all of those things so that when you get into the writing part or even the reading part, your brain already knows what to do with language. Mm. If you don't hear stories, then you have to learn comprehension on the job, yeah. basically. And That's television right. isn't good at that because television, repeat, they repeat the plot every four minutes, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the point of that, of course, is because they assume you might 
click your clicker and go away <laughs> right so back right if you come in the middle you have to hear the plot in order to stay so right. so, so so television they have little tricks they do to keep you watching but mm -hmm. they don't necessarily help you learn how a story is put together absolutely um and i believe that when i first uh, discovered you i just started doing some research um and one of the things i've noticed that is there there are not a lot of people who put their stories uh in in audio form where you can download them uh they they may have some have some older cds and if so i just can't find them but i mean i've been i mean i found some don't get me wrong there's some out there but you definitely have yours there and also i will you were validated by um our good friend and a friend of we nation radio tahira the storyteller um and so are you a member or was a member of the the national black storyteller association i am a member of the national okay. association of black storytellers yes um and the north carolina association of black storytellers <laughs> okay absolutely and i when i so when i discovered that platform i was like yes and so i'm encouraging more to well i guess it's, it's, it's twofold because if, if you put everything as a storyteller on um I guess in in, in what were you selling it? Well, let me ask: Is there an adverse ad impact of having your music? I mean, your music, but your stories on uh, MP3 where it can be downloaded. And do you find that people don't want you to come in at now that they can just download and listen when they want to listen? Well, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of storytellers had this concern: if you put your stuff out there, why would they ever hire you? And the answer I have is to that is Adele has music on YouTube, people still hire her and people still show up to see her. Any band you can imagine has their stuff on YouTube. Radios have been playing music for bands for years and still people go to see them. I do not think that there is a drawback to exposing people to storytelling online. And in fact, um, I I'm one of was one of the first few storytellers who had videos online mostly because the um, in in uh, North Carolina, um, in Charlotte, they had a place called Imagine On, which is a huge children's theater. And they had a theater in there and they had all this new technology. They invited me in to do two hours of storytelling without an audience and they just recorded it and they put it up on YouTube. Mm. The number of people who have found me on YouTube and then hired me because they wanted to see the thing is huge. Yes. I don't yes. think there's a drawback. Plus, the more people are exposed to storytelling, the more they want to see it. Absolutely. It's a to me, it's a, a an incredible art form mm -hmm. uh, that we need. People do it. There are a lot of people that tell stories, but to be in the art of a storyteller and be intentional with what you do is to me a gift and you do it very 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 well and uh you have again we 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 want to make sure that we highlight that you have your your current book uh the most latest book which is called uh boo stew, boo stew. let's pop mm -hmm. that back up real quick boo stew uh and um again uh, you have so many other um projects did i see that you also have audio uh, did you sing or do it music or anything like that there's another donna washington who sings oh okay okay and there's another one who paints okay i saw the painter yes i i, I stumbled onto the painter and i realized nope that's not you that's not okay. me. the okay. other one does disco like from the 70s oh okay okay all right and so um as as we wrap up uh what do you have coming up what do you you know envision yourself in this post-pandemic 
era. What, uh, any, any, where, how, what people can expect from you moving forward? Well, we have an entire program, um, entire set of programs in Vimeo. So um, we now have the ability for people to rent shows without me ever showing up or needing to do anything. So you can actually wow. rent storytelling shows. Uh, if you want to know more about that, you can uh, contact with me through dlwstoryteller.com. Um, I do live performances, live virtual performances. I have, uh, I have, I will have new books coming out in the in the future. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I want to tour as much as I used to tour. A amen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pre-pandemic, yeah. it was about nine months of the year, but now my 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 tour has been to climb the stairs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my commute has been very short. So yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about being on the road yeah. for nine months again. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I'm the, the children's drum cushionist, so I have drums and speakers and all, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, and you, I think for me, the pandemic really helped to create a new industry. I didn't expect um, that I was going to enjoy and have so much fun doing things uh, virtually as I do. Yeah. In fact, uh, so I, I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. And I had someone ask, do you think that the virtual element will go away after it's over? I said, no. Because there are so many places that would like to have me come, but can't afford to fly me out and put me up. But they could afford to to rent a show Absolutely. or even do it live virtual. They could afford that. So, yes. yeah, it has just made the world huge. And I must say, every Saturday I go to Ireland. <laughs> oh, okay. So you have I something regular there? Well, I have two hours. Uh, Liz Ware is a wonderful storyteller out of Ireland. Mm -hmm. And it's a really different kind of storytelling. Um, and so on Saturdays, I go and, and get to participate in international storytelling, See, all from the comfort of my living room. That's right. That's right. <laughs> See, that's great. Well, to me, that that's that's the beauty of it. And I'm glad more people around the world could get to see your gift and, and what you share. So I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on We Nation podcast. Again, we stumbled onto you. And, and one thing that we do and as I wrap up um, on our We Nation story time on radio um and, and you know we we have the only children's music radio program uh in the the, the, the dc maryland virginia area on a high frequency fm station um that that definitely caters to the black community in particular but but for any child listening yeah. um we will take different storytellers and we'll we you know just like we do a song we'll play someone's song we'll play their story and then we leave all their information where people can go and 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 uh well we can't it's a public station so i can't say buy it but we give them the information on where they can find more information and that to me is what's missing i would love to be able to turn on a radio and listen to a story it's it's to me i think it is better than the visual because it forces your mind to to, to work and to be creative mm -hmm. yeah so i just want to i just want to um Encourage you to continue to do what you do because you do it great, greatly, and we're going to be following you. And if there's anything that we can do here at We Nation Podcast or We Nation Radio, definitely just let us know. Well, thank you, and I am really glad I found you, Uncle Dave. Yes, yes. Really All right. Well, uh, have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, here we are in December, so I know it's going to be a, uh, you know, we, we're moving into a whole new season, mm -hmm. and I think uh, next year is going to be even much greater for you. I'm, well, definitely praying that everything is much better for you in terms of continuing to reach people not only here, but around the world, where you started, actually, <laughs> around the world. 
Thank you so much for having me. This has been absolutely delightful. Oh, you're welcome. All right. And, and for everyone else, thank you for being here. That is awesome. And trust me, you will not be upset if you go and listen and, and, and purchase and download uh, the works of Donna Washington. It is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we're going to continue to share more information on We Nation uh, uh, on our We Nation parents page so that people can you know know how to how to get to it and and again we'll have this podcast available but listen i got to get out of here it's time for me to go so i'm uncle devin the children's drum cushionist and as i always say life is a drum so beat it <laughs>